8.06 on the KRMG Morning News. We're going to move things around a little bit because sitting just about three feet to my left is Mick Cornett, Republican candidate for governor. And Mick, first of all, you're used to those headphones, but welcome back. It's been a while since I saw you. How you Good doing? morning, Rick. I, we've worked together before, it's, but it's, it has been a while. Good to see you again. And I know you were here for an event last night. and I appreciate you wanting to be, uh, to, be, you know, to be up here with us today. The first thing I want to ask is what it's been like since that primary and you're moving toward the election, the runoffs. I know it doesn't change an awful lot because you've got to keep up a pace but has it been increased even from what it was initially it has you know the pace has, has changed dramatically you know that that first campaign was really about 13 months long mm-hmm. so kind of a marathon you know you're getting around the state you're talking to people you're looking for audiences and sometimes you're trying to pe- get people interested in the race because you know a year ago it was pretty far off in the distance yeah. i i can remember trying to talk to people about the governor's race last summer and they would say now when is this election <laughs> yeah. you're, you're saying november of 18 and uh, you know they wanted to know why i was bothering them and you know here it is now obviously the pace has changed so we went from a marathon to a sprint and it it was nice to finish first in the marathon but there's no time to rest you turn right around and and uh, and start looking at a, a much uh, shorter time frame and right now we're less than 3 weeks uh, from election day just 20 days from this morning all right and we, we we've been asking you all morning long if you want to send in your question to Mick you can do that by either opening or downloading the KRMG app and then just sending us that question you can also just send those by text at 95920 we already have a few but if you'd like to send and in some more we can but i want to get to this because i think it's i I love i think politics is really interesting and i'm Mm -hmm. sure there are parts of it you don't like and parts of it you do you're running against a lot of people then you're running against one person does that Mm -hmm. really change strategy or are you still just trying to deliver a singular message yeah it it doesn't change our strategy because largely we're running on my record is the mayor of oklahoma city and so you know when you when you have a track record whether it's good or it's bad it's going to be your legacy it's going to be what you bring into the next race and so the fact that we have so many positive things to talk about in Oklahoma City is probably a good thing. But we could accentuating, you know, the, the the outstanding bond rating, all the performance audits we've done, and, and just running a very tight, efficient city government. And of course, the jobs, over 100,000 new jobs and over 10,000 new businesses during the 14 years that I was mayor in Oklahoma City. So I, I think it shows what I can do. Um, and though I have spent, you know, the last year plus learning more about state government and trying to figure out how some of those metrics can can play out statewide uh, and and make sure that message gets to all 77 parts of the county, yeah, it's uh, an, parts that, of the state. That's a, it's an interesting point because now you're talking about a bigger deal. You're gone. From, you're going from running a mom and pop to running a Walmart, so to speak. Yeah, very, very and good. It, and it does change things, doesn't it? It does. But, uh, you know, a lot of the fundamentals are the same. In other words, if you look at Oklahoma City's success story over a, a, a longer time frame, it was really about investing in ourselves. Uh, you know, I, I think Oklahoma yeah. City came out of the oil bust of the 1980s thinking, well, somebody's got to come save us. You know, maybe it's going to be corporate America is going to bring in a bunch of jobs or maybe the federal government will come in and, and bail us out. Finally, leadership realized nobody was coming to save Oklahoma City and they started investing in themselves. And that's really what the MAPS program was about, building capital programs, no debt, um, not bonding those programs out, and then creating venues, you know, where we could create economic development and the private sector could, could uh, you know, even get more inspired. And the other element of it is it's having faith in government. In other words, we've had a series of mayors who have done what they said they were going to do over and over and over again. And I think that has created a bond between the voters and the elected officials. Now, contrast that to state government. 
where you don't see that level of a bond. But I mean, people just people talk about state government. They think about all the things that they thought were going to happen that didn't happen. Now, maybe they were promised, maybe they weren't. But people seem to think there's there's this string of of of, of things that uh, you know that have have not happened that they were uh, expecting to happen. Uh, and so we've got to restore that level of trust between the voter and, and elected officials. And I think I can do that. 810 on the KRMG Morning News. That the voice of Mick Cornett, Republican candidate for governor. Kevin Stitt will be with us on Monday from 8 until 830. The other Republican candidate. And we'll reach out to Drew Edmondson as well. As I mentioned, we can let you download or open the KRMG app and send us questions for Mick using the open mic. Here's one. Ask Cornett if he'll do anything about the state taxes from the Indian tribes by these stupid compacts that... Drew Edmondson and Brad Henry signed with them back when they were in office. Can anything be done about some well, of those? And is it really damaging the state? Sensing a tinge of anger in that, <laughs> in that question. Bit, yeah. uh, well, I, I do think that the tribal compact will probably come up here and the next government's going to have to deal with it. And I do think the state needs a better deal with the tribes. Um, and at the same time, you have to acknowledge that uh, the tribes, and it, it's hard to generalize because there are 39 tribes. And so, you know, you can't, you can't pretend it's a monolith and they all think and act the same way, or they take on you know, the same level of social responsibility. But mm-hmm. many of the tribes are performing you know, a, a lot of good services in, in health care and, and education. And I mean, I think that has to be acknowledged. But at the end of the day, uh, the state needs a better deal than it's had the last few years. How do you do that, though? Is that, is that more difficult to do because of the federal in, in involvement there? Well, it, it's different. I, mean, I have a you know a, a, quite a bit of experience in negotiating with with tribes, you know, on on water issues and and gaming issues. So, um, and and also it's you know I've done a lot of negotiation with labor unions too. And one thing I know is you you can't go on the radio and start negotiating like this. So I I, I want to be careful not to go too far with it. Um, but but I, I do think it's important to a lot of Oklahomans that the state be treated fairly. And uh, it's 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 not a, um, a relationship that is duplicable in, in other states. I mean, this is pretty much only in Oklahoma. And so there's not a lot of track record to go along. Um, but I, I look forward to the opportunity to sitting down and, and talking about some of the ways that the tribes and the state can work together. And I'd like to think at the end of the day, it's going to be win-win. Yeah, this question by a text at 95920 said, would you consider having the legislature work all year like some other states do rather than take a lot of breaks? No, they're, they're killing us now in four months. I, I can't imagine all the damage <laughs> they could do if they worked year-round. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that in jest, of course. Um, I, I kind of like a tighter time frame because it forces them to get to work and start looking at, at serious issues. Um, you know, I, I don't think we need to, you know, sit around and just, just talk and talk and put things off. I'm about getting things done. And uh, I, I don't see any reason to ex- extend the time frame of the legislative session. You know, the, just that state to our south, I forget its name, but <laughs> they, they meet every other year. You know, I mean, so I mean, they meet even less often and, and you have fewer days in office than uh, than Oklahoma's legislature has. I'm not looking to change that, not suggesting it. All right. So uh, once again, if you'd like to send us your question, text at 95920. You can also download or open the KRMG app and send us that question as well. That is Mick Cornett. He's a Republican candidate for governor. Kevin Stitt, the other one. He'll be with us on Monday between 8 and 830. Mick just finished answering a question about education, and we'll, we'll ask that one again. Obviously, mm-hmm. you mentioned, I thought it was really smart, you said you can't fix what's happening to teachers in a, in a week, especially with an emotional issue like that. Are you happy now with the outcome, and do you think we need to go further? Well, long term, we need to keep an eye on it and make sure that our teachers are being paid the market rate. But I was, I was explaining, because consolidation comes up so yes. often, you know, as a way to save money in education. And you know, I've seen the numbers. There, there is a, a small amount of money, you know, uh, you know, statewide that could be saved. But um, 
you know, I was recently talking to a business leader um, in what I'll call a medium-sized town because it was class 3A, but I don't necessarily <laughs> want to call them out. But he was telling me they're building a $40 million high school, just passed a bond issue. And I've uh, seen the, I've been in an oversight position for a lot of high school construction in Oklahoma City. And a $40 million high school is a really, you know, big high school, yeah. especially for this medium-sized community. So I, I, I just asked him more questions. I said, well, that's got to be really large or really nice. He goes, oh, it's both. And, uh, and he said, but one of the things we're thinking is that there's several smaller communities around our town, and we think once we build this school, they might want to consolidate and, and be a part of our school district. And I thought, well, okay, I hadn't, I hadn't looked at that as, as one way that consolidation can be encouraged, but the state should be encouraging consolidation. But uh, as you travel the state, it's, it's clear that people do not want forced consolidation at the state level. Oklahoma City has 24 school districts that touch the city limits. Now think about that, 24 school districts in one place. We have, we have school districts inside of school districts. Yeah. Obviously that's not you know, an, an efficient way. But start talking to patrons and parents in those districts about shutting their doors and becoming part of an adjacent district and, and all sorts of emotions heat up and you realize that politically it's just not viable right now. So I, I, I believe we have the obligation to consider to talk about it and you know, consider to, to move the needle on it. Uh, but uh, forced consolidation across the state of Oklahoma is just not a viable option right now. I, we uh, we have mentioned we have the KRNG open mic, and you already heard one question from it. Well, we've gotten no more response ever about anything than the marijuana question in Oklahoma, mm -hmm. both medicinal and now recreational, as they're talking about the signatures. Listen to this question. On the state question 788, Mary Fallon really dropped the ball. How would you have handled the situation? It comes by open mic. Yeah, well, I was against 788, and I urged others to vote against it. I am for medicinal marijuana. I want people to be able to get the help they need, and if they're suffering and they believe marijuana can help and they have a, a doctor's uh, you know, order to, to, to get some or offer to get some, I, I, I don't want to get involved in that relationship. I want to encourage it. Um, but it passed, you know, you know, so it doesn't matter at that point whether I was for it or against it, it passed. And the state has an obligation to, you know, fulfill the will of the people. The way I look at it, if it's a statewide initiative, that's not a suggestion. That's an assignment, you know, if, yep. if, if, if you're a state official. And I thought the first round, they, they certainly undersold it. And I guess this second round, you know, is, a, is you know, getting closer to what the intent of the people wanted. Um, but I, I, I tend to think it's a very small chance we're going to get this right the first time. Uh, it's it's going to have to be, you know, kind of continually modeled and, and uh, you know, maybe the legislature can come in here later and, and try to, you know, try to figure out exactly a way to, to lay it out. But um, 788 as written was was really uh, light and, and uh, didn't have the level of accountability in it. It's going to be really hard to implement. So I, I get it that they're having problems, and that's the reason I was against 788. It just didn't seem like it was – well, well written, um, but at, at this point, we got to do a better job of trying to fulfill the will of the people. All right, um, and and I think that's where it's headed right now. That's what I would try to do. So, if, in this this campaign, and we have to take a break here in just a second. Have you ever woke up woken up and said, "What city am I in?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what world is this? Yeah, yeah, I can imagine you yeah. have. Yeah, well, listen, I, I know we'll see you again before the campaign is over. But I thank you for getting in contact and coming up, and uh, for being willing to do this with us. It went a very half a very quick half hour, but I'm sure we'll be in touch again. Thanks, Mick. Love to be on. Thanks, Rick.